0: Hello, Mothlings, Ghouls, and Creatures of the Night. You must have been attracted to our lot. You are listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I am your host, Wednesday, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, Molly Von Mothra. Hi. I think I almost did it wrong. again.
1: (laughs) What was it you were saying before?
0: Molly Van Winkle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen. It's going to come out, and you're not going to catch it, and it's going to be in the final edit. (laughs) Because when it happens, I'm not going to say a word.
0: Just going to let it go. I'm
1: going to be like, yes, yeah, it's me, Molly Van Winkle. <laughs> the alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to make you sleep or whatever it is that he does.
0: <laughs> I'm here to make you okay. sleep. <laughs> i'm the sandman,
1: <laughs> Well, i don't know when you gotta listen to our podcast maybe i am here to make you sleep i don't know
0: <laughs> oh I, you know what somebody did actually tell me recently that they like to listen to our podcast when they're going to bed at night
1: oh that's super interesting
0: <laughs> i know i'm like it's it, are we like boring or
1: <laughs> i like to think that we just sound very relaxing
0: yeah, because there's like nothing more that I, that I like to listen to when I'm going to sleep at night than someone talking about ghosts and monsters.
1: I mean, some people like to watch like criminal documentaries and or murder mysteries and stuff like. What my brain? Mur- <laughs> you mean true crime. True crime, yeah. Murder mysteries, <laughs>
0: criminal documentaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same thing, it's fun. I, I, I want to call them that from now on. I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to criminal documentaries again,
1: <laughs> I was just listening to my murder mysteries.
0: <laughs> oh my god! So Uh, For those of you that are routine listeners of the show, this week, I'm sure you know, is one of our haunted episodes where we talk about some haunted locations and ghosts and things like that. So before we get into what we're actually talking about today, um, I did receive this listener story a a little while back. And I think I mentioned it before that I was going to try to find an episode that I could fit it into. This isn't directly related to what we're going to be talking about today because, you know, we're in ocean months. But I did just want to to read it and then just kind of have like a little quick kind of, I guess, like a discussion about it or whatever. But the person who sent it to me, she didn't give me specific permission to use her name. So I'm not going to use her name. But the story, it was pretty creepy to me. So I'm just going to read the message that she sent. So here it is. She says, uh, as a kid, I would see people, but they would be transparent. It wouldn't happen as much when I got older. I think I think I mainly kept myself out of tune on purpose. I was raised Catholic, so as a teenager, I was very angry towards religion. I I would say I was about 16 or 17. I didn't understand the concept of spirituality, and I was stuck in the duality of religion and took an interest in Le- Le- Levian Satanism. I wasn't even practicing, just dabbling. I now understand that power. I lived with my mom and I had the attic room. There were cubby doors locked on each side of the room. And one day I was just sitting there and the one closest to me flew open. My heart stopped. Previously to this, I started hearing drowned out conversations in my room. In turn, I would say, I'll share my space with you, but we don't exist to each other. Hoping that it would stop because it didn't particularly have the best energy After that, my mom would never go into my room. She claimed that she had heard growling if she would get close to the door. I didn't live there much longer after that, but I will never forget those experiences. I really was just going through a very rough time at that point and was very vulnerable. It's a paradox to me because I felt protected by whatever was there, but also afraid of it. So
1: that sounds scary. (laughs) That is very scary. That doesn't sound so much like a... um like a ghost to me as it does like a demon
0: yeah that's kind of what I was thinking too like um maybe because of the babbling and like I think I might have said that word wrong but like that that like that type of satanism is like kind of directly doing the dark arts and it's not because there's different types of satanism and stuff you know so I feel like when you become vulnerable and stuff it can make those like those kind of like dark forces more attracted to you
1: yeah it's uh it almost sounds like she may have like opened up some kind of like spiritual spiritual like doorway like she was already you know kind of in tune yeah with the other side so that gave it like a gateway so she started messing with the darker energies and stuff and she let something bad in
0: yeah, that's kind of what it sounds like to me, too. I'm I'm just, I'm glad that um she was able to get away from the whatever it was, like, that it didn't follow her, you know, when she moved and stuff like that. Because sometimes those evil kind of energies, they will, like, attach to you and follow you wherever you go. Like, you can't get away from them. So, I'm glad that she was at least able to get away from it and that nothing worse happened, but... Yeah, that sounds like a pretty scary situation. I think I would have had to have, like, someone come and, like, bless the house or something. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess you'd be torn on that, too, if you grew up in the whole, like, Catholicism kind of thing. So, I don't know. (laughs) Thank you to that listener for sending us your story, because I have been wanting to do listener stories and stuff. We just haven't received enough of them yet to do any kind of, like, a full episode or anything like that. But... Uh, But yeah, I really appreciate you uh, sharing that story with us and allowing us to read it.
1: This is just an opening, just letting you guys know in case anyone didn't, we love to hear from you guys. We love listening to your stories. And anytime that you have anything that you think is super interesting and you want us to share it on one of our episodes or even on just like one of our social medias, like we're always happy to do that. We love anything that's like, you know, spookier, ghost related
0: yeah like any kind of like paranormal experience we love to hear about it Um, and no matter what because I know you know some people they are kind of afraid to share their ghost stories and ghost encounters and things like that or even like cryptid encounters because they're worried about judgment and people thinking that they're crazy and like that kind of stuff but we are not we are not those people like I promise we the things that have happened to the both of us throughout our lives we both very much believe in the paranormal and ghosts and all that kind of stuff so just you know don't don't be afraid to share your things like that with us because we're definitely going to be on on your side and we're going to believe it so
1: (laughs) absolutely and again, with us, you are always free to remain completely anonymous. Even if you want to use some kind of like fake pen name, we can do that. I don't care. I'll call you whatever you want to be called. Yeah. Just make sure that you include that in the message. So we don't accidentally, you know, out you and you don't, (laughs) you don't want your real name used.
0: Yeah, and uh, also, you know, if you have certain pronouns or anything that you would like for us to use as well, you can include that in your messages too. We're completely open to pretty much anything.
1: Yeah, we always want to be respectful of you guys, so always make sure you include that stuff for us too.
0: But we'll, of course, as always, at the end of the episode, we'll have where you can contact us at and all that kind of thing.
1: That brings us into this week's episode. Yeah,
0: so getting into what we're talking about this week... We are doing um, like haunted oceans, I guess is what you would call it. Though one of my stories is not technically the ocean; it's more of like a lake story. But <laughs> I, it was a uh, very creepy and ghostly, and I I liked it, so I figured we'd use it. But it's still, water, <laughs> yeah, it's it's still water. <laughs> we are gonna cover a haunted lighthouse each, a haunted beach. And also a haunted ship or a ghost ship. And these stories are very creepy. And I would love to go and check out some of these places that we found information about.
1: And we've also found info in a few places that I'd say most of you guys have either visited or at least know where it is, being in the location that we're in. Because everybody in the South, where do we like to go to vacation? (laughs) Myrtle Beach. We go to Myrtle (laughs) Beach exclusively in Tennessee that is it (laughs) and um one of our locations that surprisingly is a, a haunted location is Myrtle Beach South Carolina
0: I had no idea honestly like that with with the amount of tourist traffic that there is at Myrtle Beach I really was surprised to hear that there was ghosts like That people see there because I just I don't know like it feels to me like a lot of times like when you have so much like living energy it can drown out the it can drown out like the spiritual energy
1: right there's a lot of like spooky legends surrounding Myrtle Beach and a lot of people have a lot of um, paranormal experiences and apparently they actually do a lot of ghost tours and stuff there too but I've got actually three different like local legends that i found on their website like the visit myrtle beach website oh so
0: there are some that they actually like lean into. they posted
1: it themselves yeah they post actually it wasn't too long ago they posted it for friday the 13th
0: oh that's awesome
1: So it's just been like when was that like that's last month wasn't it yeah yeah so yeah they've just posted these and uh one of these places in this is probably, uh it's somewhere that I've passed, like I've been to Myrtle Beach myself one time, and I do remember seeing this place specifically, but it mentions a um, popular restaurant called uh, Drunken Jack's, mm-hmm. and there's apparently a story behind that that's kind of eerie.
0: Okay, well, let's hear it.
1: So uh, the story of Drunken Jack, apparently Jack was a pirate, and he was stranded by his crew on an island in a place called Merle's Inlet, and he had only rum with him. He had no food or water or anything like that, so obviously the rum did not sustain him very long, and he passed away. And now people claim to see him wandering around the inlet looking for more rum or food. And the popular seafood restaurant along the Marsh Walk is called Drunken Jack's, and it's named after him. Oh, that's interesting. And there's also a legend of the Gray Man. Uh Uh-huh. And he is often seen in Polly's Island-worn residents of severe storms or hurricanes, and it said that in the early 1800s, the gray man was a soldier and he was returning home to marry his fiance. But unfortunately, he and his horse were tragically caught in the marsh mud and they died. And his spirit is now said to watch over the coast ever since he was first spotted in 1893.
0: That's sad. But that's also kind of, I like that he's kind of like a guardian.
1: Yeah, uh, it sounds like. Honestly, it doesn't sound like any of these spirits are, like, bad spirits as far as that goes. And I guess maybe that's why you don't hear a lot about paranormal activity and stuff in Myrtle Beach. Because it's not necessarily, like, anything scary. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really that bad. Right. It's kind of, like, it's there. <laughs> yeah. But there is one more story that they posted and is uh, from the mid-1800s. And is about a woman named Alice Flagg was she also a pirate it doesn't mention that she was i don't think so
0: okay i might be thinking of something else that just sounded the name
1: sounded familiar to me (laughs) flag is a pretty piratey name
0: it is and like and i don't know and alice i'm almost positive there was a pirate whose name was alice but i'm i'm not sure i feel like there is
1: though (laughs) i'm sure there was now we're gonna have to do an episode on pirates yeah could that be paranormal is that a thing
0: (laughs) if their spirits hung around after they were dead i guess
1: (laughs) do an episode on uh what was that pirate's name on the goonies one eyed willie
0: yeah (laughs) I'm
1: sorry, go on about Alice. Anyway, Alice Flagg, who may or may not have been a pirate, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The legend goes that she fell in love with a lumberman, but her brother uh, disapproved of them being together because of his low economic status. However, Alice loved him and she continued to see him in secret anyway. And eventually the lumberman proposed to her. Mm -hmm. but tragically soon after that Alice died of malaria whenever Alice's brother found her body she found he found that she had the ring on a necklace around her neck and he got really angry about it for I guess because like that guy wasn't rich or whatever so stupid (laughs) it just makes me angry at her brother he got mad about it and he ripped it off of her neck and he threw it into the marsh so the story goes that now you can see Alice's ghost wandering around the uh, the All Saints Parish Cemetery looking for a ring, and her family's house is actually uh, one of the most historic places in Merle's Inlet, and it's called the Hermitage where her family lived.
0: That's so sad, though. Like I hate that for her. I wonder, like,
1: I wonder what I her guess... brother's name was, so I can beat him up. <laughs>
0: Go summon his spirit so you can throw yeah. a drink in his
1: face. So I can be like, "Hey, you suck!" <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Well, those are cool stories, and I'm I'm assuming.
1: Can you stay
0: like at that the the Hermitage house or whatever? Is that a like a place you can like? Is it like a hotel or anything like that? Or do they do tours?
1: You know, I actually didn't look it up, but I bet they do, because it said it's one of the. Um, it's in the national register of historic places
0: oh that's so cool i love places like that and you know like in once a place is is so old there has to be like some type of tragedy that's connected to it anyway but i bet uh i bet there's so much like spiritual energy and stuff there
1: oh yeah definitely i think that'd be a cool place to visit Yeah, like and it's really interesting that that's such a hot vacation spot and like i've never heard of anybody going down there for paranormal stuff and that there's so much like you know paranormal history attached to it
0: i think that a lot of times people don't think about it in especially you know like in the summertime unless there are people like me and you are who are (laughs) who are just like obsessed with ghosts and halloween and stuff like that but um, you know your uh, more regular normie type people they're not thinking about that kind of stuff they're just thinking about going and putting their toes in the sand so
1: <laughs> that's fair I guess most people wouldn't think about ghosts and haunted houses and things like that in the middle of the summer especially yeah. at the beach
0: right though me personally like Myrtle Beach is too over like saturated with other people and stuff because where there are always so many people there the water stays like real murky and it's not very pretty because the sand is always like mixed up in it and stuff like that and they've had several instances of flesh-eating bacteria and just a bunch of stuff like that so it's not really a place that I think about going to anyway when I'm like trying to think about the beach but i think that's one of the cheaper places to go and i think that's why so many people do go there
1: yeah i'm uh i'm too socially awkward like there's there's too many people there for me right (laughs) if i'm gonna go to the beach i'd rather go to one that's like less populated
0: yeah like um i don't know like one of those those places where you can kind of get like a private little section you know (laughs) that's what i want
1: (laughs) i was like a private beach talking about cheap places
0: yeah (laughs) you have to just find one that's connected to like a beach house kind of situation and and do it that way (laughs) that's cheap (laughs) so um my uh haunted beach that i found mackinac island in michigan i maybe said that wrong and i'm sorry but um so this i love that word Yeah, (laughs) this beach is like not connected to the ocean. It's actually um, created by the Great Lakes, you know, that are in Michigan. And it's like a, it's a little island because it's, I think it's more like a peninsula, but they call it an island. And this particular location, it's got a lot of, I would say negative energy because the Ottawa Native Americans lived in, in this island originally and of course you know there's lots of burial grounds and things like that there and during the war of 1812 the military built a fort there and uh, basically took the land and they built this fort on top of some of the graves and stuff and then there were battles that were there so lots of people also died in that area as well. So later on, they built the Grand Hotel in this location, and uh, it's one of the most haunted areas of the beach. Whenever um, construction workers were digging to build the foundation for the hotel, they actually did find human remains. But they continued anyway and, you know, and built the hotel on that spot in in Even though they found skeletons there. So around this spot, people will see an entity that's just like a black mass with glowing red eyes. And some people have reported that this mass is like strong enough to physically like knock them down. Like there was one maintenance worker who worked there at the hotel who was shoved by this thing and knocked on unconscious for like two days.
1: Oh my god yeah
0: and I think that's probably from all of the negative energy there, and like you know the the hotel being being built on top of a burial ground and also the soldiers who died there and all that kind of stuff. Aside from that, people also see a man in a top hat uh playing the piano that's there sometimes, and uh, there are also reports of women in Victorian clothing who roam the halls and will even get into your bed
1: oh, my God, I would lose my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, like, like, it's scary enough to think about, like, I don't know why that never occurred to me. But, like, okay, just imagine, like, you're laying in bed and you're already, like, creeped out because you're like, oh, I think there's a ghost in my room. And then you freaking turn over and (laughs) it's, like, (laughs) laying next to you. Like, what do you even do?
0: yeah i i mean i don't know that that would i i would probably my soul might leave my body i'm not sure
1: Uh, like the first thing i thought about is like you know i don't know i guess maybe this is a little kid thing but it's also a me adult thing (laughs) (laughs) like if you're scared you like you know cover your head with the blanket or whatever
0: you cover your head with the blanket and the ghost ghost
1: under your blanket (laughs) nowhere is safe Yeah, i'd I'd be done for (laughs) especially like an old victorian lady like that's so weird
0: (laughs) (laughs) just in her big ball gown like
1: got one of those um
0: umbrella hoops you know like under there it's like oh my god there's like poop in your blanket
1: (laughs) (laughs) no that's kind of funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) it probably wouldn't be when it's happening but afterwards (laughs) (laughs) no like i mean like i've said before like i'm a um i'm either a flight or freeze person i don't do fight period so i guess going by things that i've that have happened to me in the past i would say what would happen if i turned over and saw a ghost laying in the bed next to me i would probably jump out of the bed and be like out in the hallway somewhere before i even realized what i was doing (laughs)
1: Or you would just lay there and stare at her for the rest of forever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that too. Yeah, just like pass out. (laughs) So also at this beach, there's an area that's known as the drowning pool, not the band.
1: (laughs) That might be where they got their name, though.
0: Could be. Seven women were accused of being witches between 1700 and 1800. So really only seven women in a hundred year period. That's not that bad, but it's still bad. But these women um, were thrown into the lagoon there. That's between Mission Point and downtown Mackinac. Because, you know, like with witches, one of the tests that they would do to see if they were witches or not was they would throw them in the water. And if they sunk, that meant they were innocent. And if they floated, that meant they were witches and they'd pull them out and burn them. So either way, they were going to die. But all of these, these seven women all drowned in that lagoon. And people will report seeing, like, splashing in the waves, like somebody's, you know, in there, shadows under the water, and also dark figures floating just above the water's surface. And those are all believed to be the spirits of those wrongly accused witches and the last thing there at that location is fort mackinac which i believe was the fort that was built for the 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 war and all that stuff there's ghost children there that people will see and they actually are strong enough to move furniture and people will also see them playing with toys and things like that
1: oh wow so it sounds like there's just like a lot of history with this location
0: yeah it's a very haunted little place.
1: <laughs> that was a very interesting place for them to decide to decide to have a beach.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for it to continue to be like a tourist location and stuff like that. I feel like it's kind of um it's kind of dark. And I got all of my information for that for that location from a website called Click One Detroit, and this article was Michigan's Most Haunted. Mackinac Island. So, if anybody wants to go read more in depth into that, but that's the gist of of what they had on there.
1: So, next up we're going to cover um some haunted lighthouses, which believe it or not, guys, uh there is an abundance of very haunted lighthouses, which isn't anything that I personally ever thought about
0: evidently every lighthouse in this country is haunted <laughs>
1: evidently yeah so we're just going to name a couple of uh, our favorite ones here and i have picked another probably very well known location by a lot of you guys out there because uh i know growing up like when i was in school and stuff i remember everybody like several people's families would take them on vacation to hobby island in georgia
0: and I had never heard of that one. So
1: well, there's a lighthouse on Tabby Island, which is a beach in Georgia. And uh, the original lighthouse for this beach was built in 1736. But after shore erosion and storms caused it to collapse, uh, they built several other lighthouses. They ended up building three and the same thing happened to all three of these lighthouses until they got to the fourth one. And that's the one that's currently up and still there today. And people can visit this lighthouse and apparently it's supposed to be super haunted. And people have witnessed, like they've seen spirits. They say that they see people wearing lightkeepers' keepers clothing. Uh, there's a really popular one that several people have seen of a uh, apparition of a specifically very young girl, like a five year old girl mhm, and she appears on the staircase and she warns visitors not to go up any further on the staircase because it's like not safe, and people also report hearing unexplained whistling and just all kind like whispers and all kinds of things like that in this lighthouse. Oh, that's creepy.
0: So uh, you were talking about like how they had to rebuild that one a few times and like one of the unfortunate things about many of the lighthouses and other structures that were in the southern part of the country is that the original structures were ruined during like the Civil War and stuff. Uh, So a lot of the lighthouses that existed either got destroyed and then they didn't put them back or they've had to be rebuilt you know multiple times and then also too because of where lighthouses are like located at and stuff you also have a lot of instances of hurricanes and big storms and stuff like that you know like destroying them and then do they build them back or do they not build them back like it just kind of depends. And
1: the fact that they get destroyed and stuff so much probably is the reason leading to why they're so haunted because i'd say there is a lot of death inside of lighthouses
0: yeah like i think there is oh there's just a lot of like intense energy and stuff and um and you know lighthouse keepers they have to be very strong and brave people um which they're they're not it's not ran the same way now you know like lighthouses are typically just like unmanned structures at this point because they have um like electronic lights and stuff like that like people used to literally have to light the 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 torch flame for the lighthouse light and stuff like that so but yeah I mean I couldn't imagine being in one of those structures out in the middle of the ocean during a raging storm like that would be absolutely terrifying
1: yeah no I definitely couldn't do it I don't think no it's uh
0: yeah I I can definitely see why they are so haunted and stuff because that's just a lot of crazy energy and
1: like when you see a lighthouse like in art and things like that it's supposed to be like a calming kind of thing but it's very much like not that
0: (laughs) right yeah because it's like they're they're very symbolic now, um, and I guess they really always have been. But they're very symbolic of like safety because it's like there's the lighthouse, like you're you're approaching the shore, you're coming out of the storm, everything's gonna be okay, like it's that kind of thing. But like mo- most of the time, I feel like you're looking at it from the perspective of the sailor. You're not looking at it from the perspective of the lighthouse keeper. And yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that's what a lot of it is, but um. Yeah, there's there's some uh some some crazy stories out there regarding like the things that have went on inside lighthouses and stuff like that. My lighthouse that I did my research on is the Point Lookout Lighthouse, and it is located in St. Mary's County in Maryland. Um, now Maryland is not part of the Appalachian region, but it's real close to us. I I always like Maryland a lot. Like it's I've never been there. Unfortunately, I want to go there so bad though. It's like, so pretty. It really is. And I've always been so just like intrigued by it and stuff. And now that I read about this this haunted lighthouse, I have even more reason to want to go there. <laughs> so I'm gonna start with this story a little further back than when the lighthouse was actually built. Before the lighthouse was supposed to put there. There was a silver, uh, silver. <laughs> <laughs> Civil War silver <laughs> War There, there was a, a Civil War era hospital um, that was there, a refugee camp and also a prisoner of war camp. So during the, sil- the Civil War, this was a very active area. And the area was also taken from the Yakimo tribe. So again, you got more like of that kind of violent negative energy going on there and there was between 3,000 and 8,000 confederate soldiers that were buried there in a mass grave because of that prisoner of war camp and that camp was you know I mean it was prisoner of war they weren't really taking care of those those people that they had in there and there was like a smallpox outbreak And so they had to build like a separate kind of camp that was like a a, a quarantine camp for the people who had smallpox. And one of the most predominant ghosts of this area is one of a Confederate soldier. And you will see him running across the street in the direction of where that hospital sat at. You know, that's what he does. Like, it's like he's stuck in this time loop of he'll appear and he runs across the street and then he disappears when he gets to the other side, like completely oblivious to anybody and anything around him. So uh, that's kind of (laughs) creepy.
1: Yeah. Especially because it's like, you don't hear a lot, which I think we've covered that in a earlier episode about like the time loops and things like that. You don't hear about things like that a whole lot. It was in our um, animal apparitions episode.
0: Right. Yeah. Also, this ghost is like such a strong entity that when you pass by him, you can smell gunpowder and mildew on him.
1: Oh, wow!
0: Yeah, so that's a uh, that's crazy. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the fact that it was a Confederate soldier, but you know, still, <laughs> yeah, seeing that would be wild. Um, and then also, there's a cemetery there that is the Taylor Cemetery. And in 1977, there was a a headstone that was stolen from the Taylor Cemetery. And this man that was working in that area, he ended up seeing, like, this old elderly lady who was out on the beach, like, looking for something. And when he went to ask her what she was looking for, she said she was looking for a gravestone. And she seemed really irritated with him. So, like, he just kind of left her alone. But then when he got back out to, like, the parking lot, there were no other vehicles there or anything, and then, like, she just seemed to have vanished, and they ended up actually locating the stolen gravestone at a hotel that was nearby there where she was actually at searching on the beach. So, this man that saw her believes that um, she was probably the ghost of the person whose headstone got stolen.
1: Oh, wow, that's insane. Why would someone steal a headstone? I don't know. People suck, I guess. <laughs> Why would they never at a hotel furthermore?
0: I mean, maybe it was like a dumb tourist and they stole the headstone. Maybe they and...
1: was like, hey, this looks cool.
0: As far as the the lighthouse itself goes, the original structure of the lighthouse is still standing. Like, they've managed to maintain the original one. They've had to do repair work and stuff to it throughout the years. But it is technically still the original structure. It was built in 1830. And it was built to help guide the ships to the entrance of the Potomac River. James Davis was the first keeper a- appointed in September of 1830. And then he actually ended up dying on December 3rd of that same year. Immediately, the lighthouse, you know, saw tragedy. Um, but his wife, Anne Davis... She ended up staying there for years, taking care of the lighthouse on her own until her own death. And she actually died in the lantern room of that of the lighthouse while she was in there doing, like, her routine tasks of maintaining the light. So that's where they found her dead body at. Her ghost is said to haunt the area. I didn't see anything about people seeing her husband, though, just her. I guess maybe where she was there longer, she was more connected to it.
1: Well, did um, he die there or did he just die?
0: Honestly, it didn't say on the thing I was reading. So maybe he didn't die <laughs> at the lighthouse. There's a photograph that you can find that you can see her ghost standing at the top of the staircase in the lighthouse in this picture. She's wearing a blue skirt and a white blouse in the picture. And people also say they hear her voice um, saying to them like that that is her house and um sometimes calling the people who currently are staying there and stuff by their names and stuff like that
1: wow that's terrifying <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah probably the most known ghost cuz people actually know who she is and the fact that there's like a picture of her that she appears in that's that's really creepy to me as far as like other tragedies and stuff like that and this could explain more of the ghosts because the paranormal activity here is very, very high. Like you will hear people like all kinds of different voices, people talking and things like that. Strange lights have been reported (laughs) doors opening and closing on their own footsteps in the hallway. um, Really weird, like unexplainable smells, uh, cold spots and, what i thought was kind of funny but uh also snoring so <laughs> i don't know that i've ever heard a ghost snoring but that's pretty interesting to me
1: yeah i've never i can't well i mean i wouldn't know because my roommate snores so. <laughs> but i do believe um, my house is haunted so i could have very well heard ghost snoring <laughs>
0: so the other two like bigger tragedies that happened here USS Tulip exploded at the coast of the lighthouse and 47 people died oh my god um, yeah and then in 1878 during hurricane gale a ship called the express wrecked and 16 people died and um Joseph Heaney was the second mate on this ship and sometimes people see him approaching the lighthouse and knocking on the door um and he also will appear on the beach before big storms happen
1: wow so there's like a lot of activity in this location it sounds like
0: yeah like just all over the place like not i mean the lighthouse itself is haunted but then you have like all just the
1: area stuff. is very haunted
0: yeah, like, around the beach, around, like, the the hotel, and, like, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds pretty wild. I'd love to go check it out. I bet that would be a really cool, lots of paranormal happenings and things there to see, so.
1: All right, so for our last haunted location, I guess you could call it, um, we're doing ghost ships or haunted ships. My ship is actually just a very haunted ship, and I'd say it's one that... Uh, again, I did put pr- some pretty popular stuff on mine. It's probably one that you guys have heard of. So my ship is the Queen Mary.
0: Ooh, good one!
1: Which is now docked in Long Beach, California. So the Queen Mary was originally a luxury cruise ship, and it made its maiden voyage in May of 1936, and It was said that the Queen Mary was bigger, faster, and more powerful than the Titanic. And you can actually go on their official website and it's got a uh, little chart where you can look at comparisons between this ship and the Titanic, just for reference. And it'll show you like how much bigger it is and how many more people fit on it and things like that. Just, it's just kind of like a neat read. Yeah. But everybody knows that like the Titanic was like, you know, just a enormous ship well this one's bigger (laughs) 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 so originally it was a luxury cruise ship and it's mostly just for rich and famous people and there's actually a ton of famous people who boarded the queen mary and uh, some of them was bob hope bing crosby Fred Astaire Elizabeth Taylor Audrey Hepburn Sir Winston Churchill Queen Elizabeth Jackie Kennedy like there's like a giant list but that's just some of the most famous people mm-hmm. so it was like very well known is like a very popping kind of thing to do <laughs> like back then but it only lasted a few years because then you know as you know in 1939 World War II broke out yeah. So whenever World War II started, they completely shut down uh, luxury cruises. And the Queen Mary was actually transformed into a troop ship and they started calling it the Grey Ghost. How so during- sad
0: do you think that was for that boat? Like, I'm always thinking about when, uh, like, things are built for a specific purpose and then they don't get to be that thing anymore. Like, I just feel like that, that in itself would have created negative energy for that
1: boat because it was made it wasn't made it be for that. a fun thing and it turned into a very tragic thing yeah so during this time the queen mary actually set the record for carrying the most people in a floating vessel uh at one given time during the war there were sixteen thousand six hundred eighty-three people on board this ship wow and it was also a part of the uh, d-day invasion After that, after the end of the war, the ship did end up being refurbished and it began doing luxury cruises again in 1947. But then by 1967, like luxury, like things like that had kind of like phased out and people were starting to get more into doing like traveling by plane and things like that rather than ship. So the ship retired. And it was sold to the city of Long Beach for $3.4 million. And they turned it into a museum and a hotel. And that's what it still is today. And that's where it's still docked. Oh, that's awesome. But now the Queen Mary has been dubbed one of the most haunted places in the world with over 150 known spirits on board. There have been at least 49 reported deaths on the ship within the last 60 years, not to mention the fact that it was also a big part of world war ii so there is a lot of baggage with this ship like there's a lot of negative energy yeah one of the uh biggest hot spots on the ship for you to be able to spot like paranormal activity is said to be 50 feet below the water level in the ship's engine room in the engine room there is the ship's infamous door number 13 which apparently has crushed two men to death.
0: Oh, God. Okay.
1: So the most recent one was during a routine watertight door drill, and it was in 1966. And there was an 18-year-old crew member who was crushed to death. And he's actually one of the most frequent spirits to be spotted on the ship. And he's said to be wearing blue overalls, and he has a big beard. And people always report saying him walking the length of shaft alley which i'm guessing is like um like the hallway there yeah or like the stairs down to the i don't know ship lingo <laughs>
0: <laughs> like we said before we're not rich enough to know what boats no <laughs>
1: i'm not rich enough i've never been on a boat i don't know if you guys know what a shaft alley is you can let us know but anyway <laughs> whenever he reaches door number 13 he vanishes but the second biggest hotspot is in the ship's uh, first and second class swimming pools, which obviously isn't you know what they are now. They're just swimming pools. But in the first class pool, uh, people report saying women wearing 1930s style swimsuits and they'll be just walking around the deck of the pool. And then other people report hearing splashes in the pool when no one's in it. And then also, you can see wet footprints when no one else is there coming from the dressing rooms to the pool.
0: Oh, that's really creepy. I don't like that.
1: And then also, at this pool, people have reported saying a young girl uh, standing by the water with a teddy bear. And then in the second class pool, there is a spirit of another little girl. And they've actually given her a name and said that her name is Jackie. So I'm not sure like, if somebody's talked to her what but they called her jackie in the article and the story with her is apparently that she drowned in the pool mm-hmm. although there are no known drownings that have been reported on the ship paranormal investigators insist that jackie is there and they've actually got recordings of hearing her voice and her laughter and then there's also a salon On the ship, which used to be the first class lounge, but uh, people reported saying a beautiful young woman in a white gown, dancing by herself in the corner in the shadows of this room. Oh my God. And then just generally, like in some of the first class rooms, there's been several paranormal occurrences. A lot of people report saying a tall, dark haired man wearing a 1930s style suit. Uh, They'll report that their water just randomly starts running. The lights start turning off and on in the middle of the night. The phones ring super early in the morning and no one ever is on the phone. In the third-class children's playroom, people often report hearing uh, babies crying. And it's said to be a baby boy that died shortly after his birth on the ship. And also people report hearing loud, distinct knocking, high-pitched squeaks they smell strange just random smells uh, the way it was uh described was a uh, long past smells so i'm guessing things that kind of smell like things from the past that you wouldn't be smelling right now like yeah. maybe like a certain kind of perfume or
0: or maybe like a food or something like a meal they would have made on the ship a long time ago or something like that
1: yeah maybe something like that it was just described as long past smells and also uh very drastic temperature changes so it's an extremely haunted area which you can visit there it's because like I said now it's a museum and it's a hotel so you can actually stay on board now That's pretty cool. I'd
0: like to go see that too. I mean honestly I'd like to go see just about any of these places. But yeah that one that that sounds really cool. I know that would be a far a far off one for us though. Like some of these other ones I think we could make happen but that one that's on the other side of the country. So maybe sometime down the road. (laughs) So um, for my haunted ship I actually went with not so much of actual structure but an act, like a ghost ship. So like I was saying in the last episode uh, in our uh movie rewatch episode ghost ships have existed for centuries and typically what people are referring to when they say something is a ghost ship is like a boat that will appear and usually it's like a warning of some sort, and then it disappears. So it's quite literally a ghost of a ship. And the one that I researched is the Flying Dutchman. Now, that's probably the most popular one. I know a lot of people um, don't know that like it's it was technically a real thing because uh, we do see it a lot in media and stuff like that. Like, I think they use it in Pirates of the Caribbean. They use it in Spongebob as a joke. Like, they, you know, it's just a I literally
1: it. thought it was just for Spongebob.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, I do love the Flying Dutchman on Spongebob. He's one of my favorite characters on there. But, of course, anything I watch, if there's a ghost character in it, I usually like that character the most.
1: <laughs> That's fair.
0: But anyway, the Flying Dutchman, I wouldn't say it was technically real because nobody is for sure about it. But some people will actually refer to any ghost ship as the Flying Dutchman, whether it is or not. Um, it is believed to be a bad omen if it's spotted um, because the the ghost ship itself is a doomed voyage that's cursed to sail the oceans forever. So whether it's the Flying Dutchman or it's another boat either way I could see why it would be considered bad luck. The most popular folklore about this ship is that there was a captain Vanderdecken and he ends up gambling with death that he can round the Cape of Good Hope during a storm. Which is extremely dangerous because the Cape of Good Hope is at the southern end of uh, Cape Peninsula in South Africa. And this location is known for severe storms and also lots of very jagged rocks that are sticking up out of like the water and stuff there. So if you're going to sail around the Cape of Good Hope, it's a good idea for it to not be storming out. And trying to do it in a storm is pretty much impossible But this captain was so confident in himself that he essentially gambled on his life that he could do it. And he ended up not being able to do it. And now his his Voyager is stuck there for all of eternity trying to round this cape and it can't do it. But another legend says that a Captain Falkenberg was actually the one in charge of the Flying Dutchman and he is condemned to sail the north sea forever because he started playing a game of dice with death for his soul and it has just continued for all of eternity so he's still on board this boat playing dice with death but the first reference of this ship is from 1790 john john macdonald uh, says that this ship can be spotted during storms because it vanished in a storm. But many sightings were reported in the late 19th and up until the 20th century, with one of the last reportings of it being from 1880, and it was King George V. And in his ship log, it's documented that on July 11th at 4 a.m., that the Flying Dutchman crossed their paths and that it had a strange red light emitting from it and that the ship, the entire ship was like a phantom because you could kind of like see through it. Thirteen people saw the ship on this day and then it disappeared.
1: Oh, wow. That's also kind of creepy that it was uh, 13 people. (laughs)
0: Right, right, yeah, because of the the bad luck and all that stuff with that number, too, so.
1: Well, my ship had the door num- number 13. They killed everybody.
0: Maybe boats should just it, it, avoid that number, you know?
1: Apparently everything should.
0: Right. <laughs> so, I mean, again, nobody's really 100% for certain if the Flying Dutchman was, like, a real boat or not. Um, it very well could have been, though, you know? I mean, like all the there's there was always and all like always have been all these like voyages and those big sailboats that had like the people that had to row them with the sails and all that kind of stuff like that stuff's existed for such a long time and I mean it's even possible that like the Flying Dutchman boat could be even a boat from like way back in like the 1100s or even you know before that and that's why there's no documentation of it like who knows we we don't always know where ghosts come from and how long they've been here so
1: i like to think that it was a real thing because i mean it sounds like there were like too many witnesses to deny that it was something there
0: yeah absolutely and just ghost ships in general you know like i i could just imagine like how creepy and unsettling that would be to see an apparition of a boat and then it vanishes or like i I was watching a documentary from the travel channel and they talked about the flying dutchman on there and there was one boat that said that the flying dutchman actually like passed them and you could see skeletons on it before it vanished oh ew yeah so that's that's pretty creepy yeah But I thought that was that was really interesting and really neat, and um, that's like our, our earliest example, I guess, of the ghost ship. So that's why I wanted to cover that one because I thought it would be cool. Um, you know, I like all that historical stuff. So,
1: well, now you guys know that uh, it wasn't just a thing on SpongeBob. <laughs> or rather, I do. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I shouldn't even have said that. <laughs> oh I no! When Wednesday first told me about it, I was like, "Oh, is that an actual thing?" <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, there's lots of stuff that has just made its way into the media that we don't know. I was pretty up there in age before I found out that like mermaids actually were like a folk tale and it wasn't just something that like Disney Channel made up. So,
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess that's on par with mine. now we both have said something embarrassing.
0: We didn't grow up around sailors or the ocean or anything, so it's it's also, it I, I'll chalk it up to us being stranded in the middle of Eastern Kentucky our entire lives,
1: <laughs> and being too poor for boats. Well, um,
0: we thank you all for listening to our episode this week. I hope that you enjoyed these uh, ghostly, scary stories. Because, honestly, in my opinion, I th- I think these were pretty creepy. Like, these these are some of the creepiest ghost stories that we've covered so far, I think.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of these places, too, isn't anything that I would have ever thought about, like, uh, being haunted or anything like that. But I guess anywhere can have paranormal activity.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, anything can become haunted. I actually, I don't want to share this story here. I've, I've been thinking about making a video about it and posting it on Instagram, but... I'm pretty sure my vacuum cleaner is haunted, so
1: like <laughs> I'd love to hear about that. <laughs> it's so not like, um relevant here, I don't guess,
0: but No, but you know, I'm just saying anything can become haunted. <laughs> so uh yeah, everybody be on the lookout for that that story about my vacuum cleaner. <laughs>
1: It's possessed
0: that's possessed or something i'll 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 just i'll have to post it on instagram now that's i think okay so me mentioning that here is my uh shove to actually make the video and post it because now i've talked about it so i have to do it
1: (laughs) hey guys let us know if you want wednesday to make a video about their haunted vacuum (laughs) spoiler alert you're gonna get it anyway (laughs)
0: we do really appreciate you all for listening and and everything and um if you want to let us know what you think about any of these ghost stories if you heard anything that was uh incorrect or anything like that if you yourself have visited any of these haunted locations or any haunted location for that matter please feel free to share that stuff with us um you can send stories directly to our email at the midnight boss podcast at gmail.com And you can also follow us on Instagram at The Midnight Moth Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at The Midnight Moth Podcast. Please feel free also to share any stories or anything like that with us on uh, those pages. Really, you can communicate with us anywhere that you would like to. Share this podcast with people. Share our social media stuff with people. Help us grow our audience. You can also follow our uh, co-ghost on her own Instagram account.
1: Yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram under uh, TMM underscore co-ghost, and I love to hear from you guys. I love getting your messages and hearing your stories, or just like if you just want to talk to me. like I'm always up for that, too, but my inbox is always open.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we really appreciate you all so much, and we love building this community, and we want you all to feel like you have a sense of community with us, so we would love to hear your ghost stories and your cryptid experiences or whatever paranormal experience you may have. I think that's everything. And uh, we do really appreciate you all for checking us out as always. Um, and also if you enjoy our theme song, that is by my band pumpkin guts and you can find us on Instagram under pumpkin guts music, and you can find us streaming pretty much anywhere you want to listen to us at. So also, you know, go check out our other stuff, Rep. you can download the uh, theme song for this show anything like that we really appreciate your all support and yeah we'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode and until then
1: we'll keep the lantern burning for you